Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Justin, and I'm joined by my beautiful and talented wife, Cresta. Hello, everybody. This is the podcast where we talk about ways you can strengthen your relationship. You can join us each and every week for inspiring stories, practical advice, and expert tips that you can use to make your partnership <laughs> even more successful. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. What do we have today? Uh, we have a lot today. A lot. Uh, we actually have a really cool episode I'm excited about. Are you? Oh, completely. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, real quick, uh, just... Announcements. Just we, a quick announcement. We've never announcement. done announcements. We, I, we've never done announcements, have we? Let's do an announcement. Let's do an it's announcement. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. So, September 1st, if you're hearing this after September 1st, it's We're already sorry. launched. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry for not getting this out sooner. Uh, but we are launching our Intentional Man program. And what's that all about, Cresta? That's all about men. It's all about men. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and how they can strengthen their, their marriage. And uh, we'll and be... And themselves. And themselves, yes. Not just their marriage. Not just their marriage. It's you are correct. It's about being a big, strong man. It's about <laughs> being a big, strong man. And... Uh, in line with that topic today, we actually have a special guest. We do, and this is also a first for us because we have an in-person special guest. <laughs> we do, yes. It's kind of cool. We uh, we decided to go on a road trip to meet up with one of our coach friends who just happened to be around when we had our podcast stuff out. Yes. So we said, hey, let's do it. So I am going to introduce Nikki Gianni. Uh, she was an award-winning Air Force and Navy executive leader for over 15 years. Um, she has transformed organizations from zeros to heroes in record time, recruiting, I'm sorry, resulting, <laughs> resulting in outstanding retention and performance. Uh, most recently, she's been focusing on the next generation of leaders, um, coaching them to immediate success in less than 90 days. Um, she's been... Uh, coaching them to perform at 100% right out of the gate. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. It's our and first in-person guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys look so adorable when you look at each other and talk. I just have to say, it's just like, it's so cute. Is, is it different than seeing it on a Zoom? It's better. It. <laughs> it's better because I could feel the love, you know. Right when he pushes me around. Yes, yeah. and when you push him around. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, we get to talk about us a lot, so uh, let's talk about you. So, how how did you even get into coaching? You know, that's a good question because I'm still kind of figure that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, so uh, I decided uh, after 25 years with the Department of Defense to um, part ways. And uh, I wanted to do something that was still kind of like mission oriented because I didn't want to line somebody's pockets, right? And uh, so I thought really hard and long. And I know I almost hurt myself doing that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I finally said, well, you know, what is what am I in love with doing? And and it's leading, leading people. I, I love it. It's so fun for me. It's in instinctual almost. Um, and I'm really good at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I should share this with with people. Um, and so I looked around and I said, you know what, being a coach sounds like a lot of fun. So here I am. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You, are you loving it? So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to meet interesting people. Absolutely. I mean, it, and it, I've been like a toddler for the past like year, you know, learning so many different things that I've never even thought about. Right, right. When you, you know? step into this world, it's a whole Ooh. different beast it is a very different beast and you know like I never realized how much that bureaucracy that I dealt with and I couldn't stand 
helped me. You know, yeah. like they did yeah. a lot of stuff for me <laughs> that I never even realized that they did. So yeah. now you understand. Yes, because I'm all by myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time today to do everything. Right. So, yeah, right. it's interesting. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about your ideal client. What type of clients are you looking to work with? I'm looking for people who are just stepping into new into leadership positions. OK. Uh, yeah. So like they they probably don't have any training. Mm-hmm. Or they might have like some kind of you know brand new supervisor course from their company or um, you know their their government organization, or they're an entrepreneur that's trying to expand and they've never been a leader before, and so now they have to lead themselves and some other, somebody else. Right. That, that's who I'm looking to, to to help out. You know that's uh, that's pretty amazing because as as I think about my journey, I when I stepped into my very first official leadership role, I was a district sales manager for Coca Cola, and I had five or six employees underneath me mm-hmm. and there there really isn't any training out there no you know it's crazy it it really is because i stepped into this role and yeah i had the experience if you will of doing the job mm-hmm. but leadership is so much more than just doing the job that you think you're stepping into oh yeah and right. the crazy thing is is that most people are hired into leadership positions because they're good technicians yeah they're good at doing their you know what they're going to be leading people to do right. and that is not the case at all you know it's it's a very it's a difficult transition for a lot of people to, to be able to be like okay well now to go from follower to leader yeah mm-hmm. and and to carry your own workload in addition to that right but mm-hmm. it's a, usually a, a pretty a different workload but yeah it's it's hard and I mean even I was in the military for 10 years and I was with them for 25 right in total and I feel lucky to have what I what the, the training that I received right mm-hmm. um which was fairly extensive, but I tell you, it, it, it wasn't nearly enough. Right. Yeah. But if I had a coach at the beginning to kind of guide me through all these weird things, like ha- having to deal with a difficult employee. What to expect. Yeah, what to expect, yeah. how, to, how to talk to them, and how to talk to superiors that are a pain in the neck, you know, status quo, don't want you to change anything, you know, that kind of thing. If I would have known that without having to do a bunch of trial and error, Oh my God, it would have been so much easier. I think yeah. I think people who are not even going into leadership roles can probably benefit from some of some of that training. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially uh, and if they don't, if they're planning on applying for something like that, right. or or they want to see if do I have what it takes, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the most the scariest thing for new leaders is the imposter syndrome problem, right? Yeah. Right. They like, oh well, I'm a, I'm a fraud. I don't know if I can really do this job. I don't know. People probably don't trust I've me. They don't been like a me. Before, never and done now they it before. want me to be exactly. Right. Yeah, and now I have all this responsibility, and I don't know if I can do it. And you wouldn't have been selected and hired if you couldn't do it, right? Because we obviously, would yeah, yeah, you would hope. Well, that's a, that's a very good <laughs> there statement. There are some people that are. <laughs> well, yes, because how many bad leaders have you had, right? I mean, so there weren't leaders; they were managers, and they were bad managers. Right. But I like but, that not leader, a manager. Yeah, if that. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> they can manage Some themselves out of a paper bag. Yeah. yeah. And micro, oh gosh, that's the worst. That's a whole different, yeah. But it's something that you have to be taught. So like, for example, my mom, right? She was um, a high school graduate and mm-hmm. she went into, um, she worked for the radio stations of the New York Times. And she worked her way up to traffic manager. And traffic manager is the person who like puts all of the uh, contracts that were, uh, all the commercials, excuse me, that were, Please fix that. Uh, that <laughs> all the commercials that were sold to companies, she put them in the right spots, right, and time time slots. And uh, she had a few people working for her, and 
she didn't know how to supervise people. They didn't mm-hmm. teach her. They didn't t- send her to a class, nothing. So she ended up being a micromanager, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because she didn't know how to teach them how to do the work. So she would just let them go home and she would do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because she didn't, she didn't want to get in trouble, but she didn't know how to hold them accountable or anything like that because she wasn't taught. Yeah. And, and so even people with master's degrees in an MBA, they don't know how to do it because they just never done it. Right. Yeah. It's all theory, but she had no theory. So yeah, there's people like that. And then there's people on the other spectrum that have all this education and no experience, you know? So yeah, it's a gamut. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really interesting. You're talking about this imposter syndrome and you know, like when I worked for Coke, I was, I was very knowledgeable on the sales aspect of things. Right. And then when I went from a district sales manager to the sales center manager, I now had operations, I now had production. And so not only was I managing the sales side of things, Mm -hmm. I now had an operations manager underneath me that managed production, that managed, you know, getting product from point A to point B to a a whole different warehouse. Mm -hmm. And the the operations manager I had underneath me had 15, 20 years of experience doing that job. Mm And here I come in, I've been with Coke at that point, probably two and a half years, maybe. And all of a sudden I'm her boss. Right. (laughs) And you know, I- That's scary. That's scary because I know the sales side. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when you take a new role, sometimes you are given aspects of a job you've never done before. Absolutely, that is true. So what you, you, there's ways to deal with that, right? And Mm -hmm. the best thing to do in that situation is to use them as a resource, right? And to just right. flattery and bribery get you everywhere, right? As they say. <laughs> right. And, uh, so I'm not telling anybody to bribe anybody, but flattering be like, you know what, Joanne or whatever her name was, um, you know what, I don't know your job. Please teach me. Right. Yeah. You know, we are in the situation we are. It, it is what it is, right? Whether you wanted the job or not, sorry, it, it, this is the way it is. Please help me make you look good so I can make the whole organization look good. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask. And it, it works, yeah. it works, because I was younger, I was very young um, as I got promoted. I got promoted fast in the, um, in the civil service side of the house, and uh, I, was, I had people working for me that were 30 years older than me. Yeah. And they were like, who are you, you know? And <laughs> I'm like, hi! Some, <laughs> some ones there. Yeah, and I just, I used their knowledge, and I let them know, you know more than me, please teach me. And I was always the new guy too. Like every two to three years, (laughs) I went to a new place. And so the great thing about that was I could see all the the, the bad things that they were doing as well as the good, but I was always the new guy. Mm -hmm. So I always had to prove myself. And so that was one of the biggest things that I did was empathy and flattery and respect. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's it's a a huge level of respect when you put yourself, you almost like bow bow to them exactly not like in a bad way no but, but you're like i'm here for you mm-hmm. so help me like, that's exactly right that's so true vulnerability you, yes being vulnerable and letting so when i was <laughs> uh i had this one guy who was not very bright let's just <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. Take that out. Um, so I had a, an employee who was a challenging employee. Yeah. And I wanted to, he wanted to get promoted, but he was not ready to take on the next challenge. But I said, okay, well, to prepare you for the next challenge, let me give you this program. You know, it's a spotlight in the inspection coming up. So here, you take it and, and manage it and show me what you've got. And then, you know, the next time you go up for promotion, it'll look good for you, right? 
And so he says, okay, I'll do that. So he comes into my office with his book and, you know, because in the, in the government we all have binders about our programs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, he starts telling me these things and I'm like, okay, well, good, educate me because I've never worked with, with this before. And yeah. he goes, what? And I'm like, what do you mean, what? And he's like, well, you're the boss. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, but you're supposed to know everything. And I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> if you think that's what the boss is supposed to be, then you are sadly mistaken because yeah. I can't know everything, right? right? And so I tried to explain that to him. He had a very difficult time understanding that, which is why he wasn't getting promoted to begin with because he w wasn't able to see the forest through the trees, right? Yeah. But he finally, like, he kind of grabbed onto it, but then he didn't, he dropped the ball on the program. And yeah. I took it from him. And he wondered why he didn't get promoted. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you have to give people the respect that, you would give anybody else until they don't deserve it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to trust them because they were there before you and they'll probably be there after you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make a lasting impact in a positive way, you have to trust them. Yeah. Very much so. Mm -hmm. You know, and another thing you mentioned that I really like is, you know, because we're both entrepreneurs starting a coaching business and getting it off the ground and running. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, initially it's just us. You know, I've got Cresta, obviously, or she has me. Uh, are How you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> you have each other. You have each other. You know, but but the hope is for us to get a sales team and, you, you know, get some people underneath us. Mm -hmm. That's almost a, a whole different type of leadership uh, from the corporate world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have to hire Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I would be glad to do so. Because at that point... Like, the buck does stop with you. Mm -hmm. Like, at every other position I had, there was always somebody above me. Mm -hmm. There was always somebody I had to answer to. And if I had questions, I could call and ask. And a bureaucracy to support you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm the, I was the same way. Yeah. You, you know, and, and in this new endeavor, this form of leadership is, uh, I mean, you've got to have discipline. You've got to have some self-control because you can steer the ship any way you want to go. Sure. And... That is scary and exciting and <laughs> risky. <just> risky. <laughs> That's why we're the bold ones, right? We're the brave people who are willing to put their neck on the line to do this. Thank God that we, right. we exist, right? Or else we would never get any anywhere with our, you know, innovation or whatever like that. So, right. yeah. But it's scary, right? And so you yeah. have to figure. But I will. I put my my word to you that leadership is leadership is leadership. It doesn't really matter you know, what environment you're in, you caring about the job that you're doing and making sure that they are empowered to do their job mm -hmm. and that they feel the same way, I think that's what really matters in the end. I, I would say yes, Yeah, for sure, you know, in any environment. Exactly, yeah, so you can use that, you can use that, um, that philosophy, I suppose, in anything, that you do it with your kids, you know, you do it with your dog. I mean, you do it with everybody, right? Yeah. Who, who you are trying to guide. And uh, yes, it's just a little scarier, I think. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But it's a lot more exciting, too. It is. It, it's a lot more exciting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it is more daunting, I think. Yes. Just. It, I agree. <laughs> it seems almost, yeah, like, like the hill is almost just a hair too steep. Mm hmm And. But that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes you go into overdrive to get up the hill, right? <laughs> yeah, it's right, kind of right. all the emotions rolled up into one ball, and you just don't know where you're at at any given time. Yeah. yeah. But, and you just use those emotions to keep going, yeah. right? Yeah. To right. keep pressing. So. 
Yeah. It's sometimes you're rolling back down the hill. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you see um, when when you're looking at leaders as a whole? What do most leaders lack that they really should be working on? Maybe maybe because it's their type of personality that leaders are, or maybe it's just the nature of corporations or, or whatever type of people you're looking at. What what what's one thing that you always see lacking, or most of the time at least? I think that there's a there's a few things that make me that come to mind. The first thing is that they want to have they want to you need them to want to do that mm-hmm. job, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times people get pushed into leadership positions because it's their next step, because there's nobody else to do it and they have the most experience and they don't want to do it. Yeah. So you have to want to do it. That's yeah. the first step, right? Yeah. And um, the other thing is trust. People micromanage because they're afraid people aren't going to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. And they just, so then they micromanage and annoy them and, and then it, and it turns them off even more and then it promotes mediocrity yeah. It's a bad downward spiral of micromanaging, right? Mm-hmm. You just have to be able to put your trust in other people. And that will pay off exponentially if you are sincere. Right. 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 If you're not, they'll see through it like in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I recently had a micromanager, and that was, it's not pleasant for the people that are under that either. Right. Well, so in say, anyway. What, what, what kind of feelings did you have from that? Uh, it, it was tough because like everything that I would do, mm-hmm. I, I got to the point where it was like, why am I doing this? Cause somebody's going to look over it and redo it anyway. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It, it promotes it mediocrity. Very, very downing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gave me a lot of self doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I would say it almost threw me into a depression. Oh, sure. Um, I hated everything about going to work every day. Yep. Yeah. I've been there too. I, I used to call that that manager the Antichrist. I'm, uh-huh. yeah. You know, I was, yeah. it was hell. I think I've referred to him as that before. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hell. And it wasn't that the person necessarily was being mean or anything like that on purpose. I oh, think I had that, that. There could have been right. <laughs> yeah. But the the one this person for me, I think she was just so terrified of not doing something right that she would do that. Oh yeah, and it I, would backfire. Mine was a control thing. Yeah, it was. He that just too. wanted the hundred percent control of everything, mm-hmm. and he put on a good facade uh, at first. Mm-hmm. Like he was a great, great manager at first, and then it just went downhill, and it was like, I'm done. <laughs> because they can only fake it for so long, right? You right. know, and sincerity. Until people is, see through it, and mm-hmm. then eventually he left because I think he he realized people were seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you meant you mentioned it earlier. Um, you do have those control type managers that just want control mm-hmm. I, I mean but I, th- I think another thing that a lot of leaders really struggle with and, and what I saw and continue to see is the lack of accountability in the workplace oh boy you know accountability what's that <laughs> that's like that's like that's like a whole like series of conversations that we right. could have right yeah because you probably have a whole program for that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know because it you know and and I tell Cresta this all the time because she comes home with this work stuff and I'm like you work for the government. Like, how can you guys be this disorganized, this oh my dysfunctional? Goodness. I think they're some of the worst. It's, they are. And, like, just simply holding people accountable. Right. Because when I was a manager, I held my sales guys accountable. If they didn't do their job, I'd get the next guy in to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I wanted these guys to fail. I'd go out, I'd coach them, I'd work with them. But there comes a point in time where you've got to hold your employees accountable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they aren't holding them accountable when they are doing their things. Right. I mean, how many projects have I showed you that I've done and you're like, and they didn't say anything about this. They're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and when there's no bottom line, it's even more difficult. So in, yeah. in, in government organizations, mm-hmm. there's no bottom line. Right. So it's like, okay, well, did they really not do it? Or 
didn't I just thinking they didn't do it right even right. though there's a standard and we all know that there's a standard <laughs> right yeah the government standard is not high <laughs> Well, it's about but there's five still a standard. Feet. It's just nobody's <laughs> being, it's just, nobody's paying attention to it. Only like five feet. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and when it's supposed to be like ten. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, but I found that like, and it's sad to say, but a lot of times you've got to make an example of one person, mm-hmm. and I don't mean you go out and seek that person. Of course not. Yeah. I, I but but employees test you until they know you're serious, mm-hmm. and sometimes they test you to the point that somebody gets let go. So um, would you say that you should, uh, because I've not been in management positions, mm-hmm. you just said you have to make, you have to make somebody an example. Would you also say that you should make somebody a positive example? Oh, absolutely. So that the yeah. other people see that there is reward for. Yeah. And, and I, oh I, yeah, it goes both ways. I, yeah. yeah. And I want to rephrase that. I'm, I'm not saying you go and seek out to right. make that person an <laughs> right. example, but when you start holding people accountable, people see it, mm-hmm. they'll see it and, and. What I saw in my own experience is there tends to be one who's going to continue to buck the system. Right. Mm-hmm. Always. And they're going to be made an example of not because you're out there looking for it, but because they're just not going to get on board. Right. Right. You know, and, and a lot of times that getting rid of that one person, sometimes it's more people, but that'll change the culture. It will. Mm-hmm. It totally will. It's, that's very true. Well, it's kind of like with one person leaving an office. Yeah. It changes everything yeah the dynamic is different higher mood Mm -hmm. of like i'm okay with going to work now because that person is gone because that person is not there yeah to cause me to come home in tears on days you know well and it just starts at the top that mediocrity starts at the top too you know like i've worked for people that are just like well we know that that's not right but i don't want to deal with it so we'll just keep doing it that way it's not my problem yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's about my pay grade or you know whatever i i can't control those people and it's like yeah but you can control what you do yeah you know Mm -hmm. and when you when your people see that you're allowing things to happen that shouldn't happen the respect level dips and they can see it right away because they know the rules probably better than you do Mm -hmm. right and it's it it happens very quickly Yeah. yeah it's unfortunate but yeah the accountability thing is is and it's not hard. No. Mm-mm. It really isn't. No. no. It, it's just you have to do it from the get-go. And you got to be consistent. Yes. Consistency, Consistency is, is challenging. Big, and yes. you know what? Deal. Everybody has favorites, yeah. right? I mean, I, I've had favorites, right? And you, oh, well, you know what? That guy, he does such a good job that I won't let I won't worry about that yeah, part. He does good yeah. here, so it's okay that he's yeah. sliding here. Yeah. yeah. And so, for example, um, I am never on time for anything, practically. Okay? <laughs> I mean, I am, like, late always. Um, even though I was in the military, I was barely on time when I was supposed to be. And so, I'm not a clock watcher at all, because I don't like m- my clock being watched either, right? So, if you're going to be, you know, 10, 15 minutes late or whatever, I don't care. But if you're going to be an hour or two late, that's a big deal. Then I have to say something, you know? And so I can't um, say that you're supposed to do something that I'm not willing to do. Right. 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 But there has to be a, a line drawn, yeah. yep. right? Yep. And you have to, because people see that, right? I had an employee um, that would, she would literally come in two hours late. Wow. <laughs> and, and I'm like, wait a minute, where is she? And her boss didn't want to say anything to her because she was kind of intimidated by her, I guess. I don't, I don't know. And, um, then she would give her sob stories about that. She's tired and that she can't wake up in the morning and that her kids keep her up at night. And it's like, well, welcome to the real world. Okay. You know, I mean, and, uh, so I called, um, HR and I said, Hey, listen, I have this person that's doing this nonsense. And she's like, okay, well you need to start docking her pay first of all, because she was getting free leave. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you need to, 
uh, give her a directed order, you know, yes. direct order. And the government, that's what we use. But, I mean, every organization has something like that, right? right, right. Where it's like, you will do this or you will be fired. Right. Yeah. And we had that come to Jesus meeting with her. And I thought that she was going to quit, to be honest with you, because I didn't think that she wanted to follow the rules, you know? <laughs> and um, I, she... She figured it out? She accepted it. And she's like, okay, all right. And um, she wasn't perfect, okay? But it wasn't anything like... A lot improved. Right. And, and when she wasn't perfect, we docked her pay for that, yeah. right? Anything over 15 minutes, you're going to get... Right. That's Charged. one thing Justin is is very big on is uh, making sure the expectations are known. Oh yes, and that is a huge. You can't just thing. expect that somebody knows what you expect. No, and yeah. and it's crazy that people do. Yeah. Like I've had bosses that have never told me anything. Yeah. I, and I'm I, like, I, yeah. Okay, well, I'm just gonna do what I think is right, and hopefully you think that's the, that. And I will go to them and be like, okay, listen, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But thank goodness I had the sense to do that, right? Or else. They might have blamed me for something that I did when they didn't want me to do that, and, and I then, was supposed to have And then you telepathy. wonder how many people have been in trouble before for not doing what mm -hmm. was expected because they didn't know it was expected. Oh boy, yeah. isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very true, and it's it's cruel. Yeah. It's it's pretty cruel, you know. And not to mention that if you're <laughs> there's a, the whole accountability thing, you know, and the expectations, and uh, when you don't tell somebody that they're doing something wrong, and you allow them to continue to do it, that is mean. Yeah. Right? right, because if it were me doing something wrong and you weren't telling me, I would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. hey man, are you setting me up to fail or what? You yeah. know, mm -hmm. and that's what it is. And even though they're, oh well, we don't want to be mean, you know, and it, this fear of of being the bad guy is so prevalent, and it's just not reality. Mm -hmm. in, you know, in most workers, especially if you're a good leader, a good manager, they're gonna want to follow you. Yes. And they're going to want to make sure they're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And not every worker's like that, but the majority of them are. Yeah. And if you say, hey, you know, you've done it, you know, especially if you're a new manager, hey, I know you guys have been doing it this way. We're going to try it this way. Let's see how it works and let's report back in a week, two mm -hmm. weeks, a month, and whatever. And acknowledge it. You know, a lot of people survive on, on the tiniest bit of praise. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, because one thing I did as a district sales manager was I would bring my guys in you know, usually about a month after we would try something new mm -hmm. and get their input on it. Not, right. not that they were going to make that final decision because there were some times that we just had to do things a harder way because it was the Coke way to do it. Right. It was the policy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but sometimes on some of these small changes, once you get their buy into it, mm -hmm. again, you've changed the culture again. Yep. You, they are as excited as they are going to be at work to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and then the things just get done. And right. they're going to start sharing with their coworkers. Yeah. Too. Right. And, and the empowerment thing is really important too. Yes. So like, mm -hmm. so I, ma I made a mistake one time and I said, you know, there was some, there was issues going on in the organization where the, our, our program side of the house, I was in acquisition. So we had the, we were contracts, they were uh, program management. And um, so we're kind of like the traffic cops for in contracts. And, uh, but they would always hold us accountable for the schedule even though we had no control over them giving us what we needed to move forward right so i'm like all right enough of this up. <laughs> we're gonna sign it and they're gonna agree to it and that's it and um so i gave them this you know big tracking sheet to use and you know they had to sign it all the time and this and that and um i just implemented it because i was pissed off because my my people were complaining about the situation to me and I was getting complaints from the other side of the house too, saying, oh, well, you know, you're not delivering on time. I'm like, oh, really? All right, let's see. You know? <laughs> and so I implemented this thing 
And little did I know that the spreadsheet was kind of a pain in the neck and it didn't work like it was supposed to work. And uh, so I was in a, one of my weekly staff meetings of like 60 people and I'm like, okay guys, wh tell me what's going on. And, and they're like, one of the, one of the buyers, uh, she says to me, well, Nikki, why do we have to use this stupid sheet? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, we have this in the system already. And I'm like, y y you do? And she's, because I'm not the expert, right? right. I'm, I don't do that work. I haven't done that work in 10 years. And uh, she goes, yeah, it's called the buy plan. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm like, but why aren't you using it? She's like, well, I don't know, but now we have to use this. And, but we still have to do the other thing. That's <laughs> what <laughs> we don't do. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm really glad that you said that. Let's just make that the thing that we're supposed to use. <laughs> and because it is anyways. <laughs> but I didn't confer with all of them before I implemented this thing because I was just irritated, right? Yeah. And I wanted to take action to show my people that I was trying to take care of them yeah. and the other guys that I was holding them, everybody accountable. And so, yeah, like you have to involve people, right? And yeah. You have to empower people. And, uh, you know, as soon as she said it, we changed it, you know, and everybody right. kind of laughed at me. And I said, please laugh at me. Yes, yeah. I, you know, that's, um, I'm, I can take it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's really important to get that, to get that feedback, right? And to get that conversation going because you know what? They love it. Yeah. When you listen to them and they do something that you do something that they s suggested, oh my goodness. So I'm, I've got to ask so, because people like to listen and uh, tell us, tell us how we can find you, where oh. we can find you. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, you can go to greatleaderin90days.com and you will see where, um, I can give you my, uh, my $997 program absolutely free wow that's a good deal just that's for awesome. checking it out yeah and uh yeah that's how you can find me or nikki diani nikki giani.com n-i-k-k-i -I, I did i, I didn't i didn't pronounce it right <laughs> um, i've only had it for you know my whole life um but yeah it's nikki n-i-k-k-i giani g-i-a-n-n-i.com awesome it has been an absolute joy it has it's yes. been it so has. fun yeah. yeah yeah so we're gonna let justin take us out yeah yeah take us out justin yeah so <laughs> Uh, like we said in the beginning, we will be launching the Intentional Man program, and uh, I, one of the reasons I wanted to have Nikki on is one of the things that, that most men should be at least knowledgeable on is leadership. Yes. And Nikki is just a wealth of information on leadership, and <laughs> thank you. It, it was just the the, the perfect uh, way to an introduce our program. It was good timing too. Yeah, it, it was perfect. Um, but for those couples out there, um, if you guys are ready to take the next steps towards having a more intentional and healthy relationship with your partner, uh, then check out marriage coaching. You can find us at deviationbydesign.com and, uh, book your call there. Uh, we'll have a 30 minute session with you guys and see if there's a plan moving forward. Yeah. See how we can help. Fun. Yeah. So like subscribe, share, share. And have a good night. And have a good night. <laughs> and maybe you can be as cute as them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. All right.